What's up, guys? It's Miki, and welcome back to another episode of Blank Canvas. All right, we're supposed to be having, at the time that I'm recording this episode, we're supposed to be having warm temperatures and um, spring days. And all I have to say is, right after we had a really hot week, we are getting 40s, 30s. You gotta love that. And whoever took that hour, can you please give it back? Because I need it. I want it. I desire it. And I'm definitely a winner girl. That's all I can think about between the pollen and the bugs and the losing some some time. I need the time. <laughs> I need the time. Who doesn't need time and money these days? Um, first thing that I want to do at the beginning of this episode is I want to shout out a YouTuber and a content creator. Her name is Tara B, T-A-R-A-B. She's serious about reaching her content goals. And I've only met her once, but she was a really sweet girl. And she's trying to make content creation her full-time job. So please go like, comment, and subscribe to her YouTube. The name on YouTube is I-T-Z Me Tara B. Again, that's I-T-Z me tara b that's cute right so it's the same name um for her instagram so go subscribe to her youtube make sure you go follow her on instagram and let's just help people reach their goals and follow their dreams let's talk about the california governor sticking up for women and standing his ground against walgreens so i'm sure some of you have heard if you have not let me inform you so california is going to halt their 54 million dollar walgreens contract over company's policy on abortion drugs i'm just going to skim through this article and tell you guys the main points. So basically Walgreens was kind of playing around and I'm sure just like the other companies were in limbo about how do we approach um, selling these things in the states that are going so hard to make abortion illegal? How do we do it without on, taking on so much liability? But Governor, uh, Governor Gavin Newsom is not playing no games. He already said that California will be a sanctuary. He already said that he was adding and has allotted a budget to um, he's basically putting his money where his mouth is. You know how they put a whole bunch of money into police forces. He is putting some money back into the women or into programs that can help women be better, or at least when it comes to this issue on abortion and deciding uh, their own things for their body and family planning. He has definitely so far put his money where his mouth is, and I definitely respect that. So basically, he, Governor Newsom said in a tweet that this is an attempt to call to question which side are you on? Whose side are you on? Are you just going to cower in the face of bullies? Are you just going to roll over? So Walgreens is because California is terminating that contract. Walgreens will no longer provide medications to inmates in California's sprawling correctional system as a result of the decision. And a plan renewal of the contract was supposed to take effect May 1st. Newsom also stated um, 
that this is just the first step in an exhaustive review of all of the state's ties with Walgreens, some of which you may need to work with state legislators to terminate. Walgreens has said it won't offer mifeprostone or mifeprostone. I, I don't know if I'm saying this right, but mifeprostone and however you're correctly supposed to say it in 21 states where republicans attorney generals have threatened legal action against pharmacies that provide the medication all of those states have either banned abortion or have proposed legislation pending court challenges that would prohibit distribution okay are we keeping up so to put it in simplest terms um the california governor is like mm you are in a gray area and I need you to take a hard left or a hard right, literally. And because they were too much in a gray area, Governor Newsom said, fine, I'll make the decision for you. We'll pull our $54 million contract with you. We won't do business with you, not in this state. And you can keep being in limbo in other states. But since we are California, I think the fifth largest economy, I could be wrong about that, but let me tell you, they run a large, massive economy, bigger than most states. He's calling their bluff. And he's like, if you can't make a decision, we'll make a decision for you. And we want to do business with people that believe in our values. And it's not to say that Walgreens doesn't necessarily believe in the values, but this isn't a time to be standing in the middle on the line. You do have to take a hard stance because. The other side is taking a hard stance on what they don't want women to have control of their own bodies and how they're not letting them do what they need to do for them. And so it's going to be up to the people in power. It's going to be up to the people with money. It's going to be up to not saying that the people who don't have money and don't have large platforms are doing their job because we definitely are. But it's also like we want to make some shake. We need the people in power. So this is basically what Governor Newsom is doing. Um, California Attorney General Rob Bonita said that Walgreens was premature in making its policy announcement, even if the legal ground is uncertain in some states. He said, quote, they should wait until a judge weighs in and not pull this life-saving and critical medication from millions of people. Walgreens said in a statement on Wednesday, well, not this past Wednesday, but at the time that Wednesday that it was disappointed by Newsom's actions, um, that they, this is their quote on it. This is Walgreens quote. They said, our position has always been that once we are certified by the FDA, Walgreens plans to dispense mifeprostine in any jurisdiction where it is legal and permissible to do so, including the state of California. Um, Walgreens also said, this is not a direct quote, but basically this is what they're saying, that Walgreens is being unfairly signaled out by California, noting that other major pharmacy chains have not yet said how they will respond to threats from the GOP state attorney generals on the dispensing of the abortion drugs. Um, And let me skip, skip, skip. Newsom also said he was nixing the contract in part because Walgreens could not provide clear answers about its policy. He said they were unwilling or incapable of doing anything more than repeating a statement that only reinforces the ambiguity. And that made me conclude they're not serious about this. And we are. Now, this move, as pointed out in the political article, also demonstrates Newsom's willingness to wield California's financial might in an intensifying national battle over abortion 
access, the governor and legislative Democrats have already allocated hundreds of millions of dollars and enacted new laws to make California a sanctuary. Let me say that again, a sanctuary for abortion seekers from other states. This is another quote from Newsom. He said, ironically, we're the size of 21 states populations combined. All right. Referencing the 21 states where Walgreens has told the GOP state officials that they do not plan to dispense the pills and likely when the dust settles will be the fourth largest economy in the world. So we have, we believe, moral authority, but we also have formal authority and will exercise it in partnership with the legislator. And in the absence of that, through executive action. Hello, 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 hello. All I have to say is that is amazing. Now there's more in the article. Politico did a really good job at talking about it, but I just wanted to run down the basis of that. I also want to point out this note um, that in a February letter sent out to Walgreens and other pharmacies, a number of state attorney generals have warned falsely that distributing abortion medication through the mail was illegal under federal law. So what exactly did they threaten? They pointed to the Comstock Act. It is a 19th century anti-vice law that prohibits using the mail to send or receive any drug that will be used or applied for producing abortion. Here it should be noted that the Biden Justice Department argues that Comstock Act applies much more narrowly and only to drugs that are intended for criminal use, not to those received under bona fide prescription. The interpretation embraced by the attorney generals would seemingly ban all abortions, even surgical procedures that involve an item or medication sent in the mail. So here's my thoughts on it. I definitely believe that there could be other challenges from other pharmacies and companies in the future, but They will probably remain silent after seeing the fallout from Walgreens, okay? Losing a $54 million contract in what is soon to be the fourth largest economy. (laughs) Yeah, okay. So I thank Mr. Newsom for standing up for women. Thank you. Thank you. And sticking to his word to help make abortion safe for everyone, whether they live in California or not. I have to say there are talks about him running for president. I definitely wouldn't mind it. Running California is not like running your average state, as I mentioned earlier. It is a beast within itself, and he's done some very positive things for it. Some argue he should go after the attorney generals and not private companies themselves, and I can understand that argument, especially after his criticism for Ron DeSantis when it came for him going after Disney, okay? But as Sarah from The View pointed out so eloquently, I feel that this is different as well. Governor Newsom is sticking up for women. He is holding true to his promises. Dare I say, better than most presidents that have the office, and especially better than most governors and senators that represent all the different states. DeSantis is trying his hardest to send the country back to the Stone Ages. He thinks he's better than Trump, but he is a snake with his own skin, but with his hiss... He sounds the same. Both of them have the same hissing sounds. We are not fooled by you, DeSantis, nor are we amused. Remember, guys, the fight is nowhere near over. This is not the time to back down. This is the time to prep, to move in wisdom, to let our voices be heard, and to take the proper action. We will not give in. We will win the ultimate war. 
these old white men have no idea what they have started. No idea. They may have won the battle for now, but we will win the war. I just want to be liked or I want to fit in. How often do we hear those statements? Quite often, I would imagine. Conformity can be a very dangerous thing. By definition, conformity is the process whereby people change their beliefs, attitudes, actions, or perceptions to more closely match those held by groups to which they belong or want to belong to or by groups which the approval they desire. So a lot of times conformity starts at a young age. Do this or be this way so you won't get in trouble by parents. Peer pressure to fit into different friend groups, cliques, secret societies, sororities, fraternities fraternities, etc. Even conforming to get the job or conforming to just get people to be quiet so you don't disappoint them. We probably all had our own experiences with being tempted to conform and sometimes actually going through with it. It's okay. We've all been there or at least we've thought about being there. If you're in the process about thinking about conforming in any area of your life, hear me when I say this, all caps, try not to scream into the microphone in her ears. Do not do it. Don't do it. Be authentic to your true self and love and value yourself enough to trust that the right people will accept you for who you are. According to Dr. Darius Daniels, you know we love him on this podcast. Um, according to Dr. Darius Daniels' book, Your Purpose is Your Calling, he touches on conformity a couple of different times. This is from a passage that he had in the book. All right. He said, the work is hard and the risks are real, but every day you're going to deal with the increasing pressure of being who others expect you to be and doing what everyone around you expects you to do. Have you ever tried to walk against the current in a flowing river or flooding creek? That's what it feels like to live authentically in a world built on conformity. And I thought he did a great job at um, giving us a visual example for my visual people. So I definitely still highly encourage everyone to go purchase Your Purpose is Calling by Dr. Darius Daniels. It's one of his best books. And also get Relational Intelligence. That is one of my favorite that I feel like is a timeless piece. People are going to judge you regardless. You might as well be authentically yourself. Life is so much more enjoyable that way. So much more enjoyable. But it's definitely easier said than done. Plus, God knew what he was doing when he created you. He created you in excellence. He made no mistakes. We might as well walk like it and act like it. All right, guys, it's question time. We haven't done this segment in a minute, so I'm very excited that some people sent in some questions and let's get into it. Oh, also remember, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a doctor. This is my opinion, my advice to the best of my ability from the experiences that I have experienced to the knowledge and the wisdom that I have and all coming from the perspective and the season that I'm in. So please take this advice at your own risk and hopefully I can help. So first question, here we go. They said, dear Mickey, my child's father is currently in their life, but it's not consistent. Do you believe it's better to cut all contact or let them be in and out? Um, I think this is a tricky this is a tricky situation and it just depends on everybody's situation is different and the details in the situation are different. For me, when my dad walked out of my life, it was the best possible thing he could have ever done. Now, a lot of people wanted me to feel some type of way or they'll be like, 
oh my god like you know there's probably damage and blah 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 like I'm not saying that of course that's so normal that it probably didn't do anything there's interact I've had interactions with some of the best people and it may have caused me to change in some form I'm not saying that there is absolutely 100% nothing there but I can say about 98% of it I'm grateful that my dad walked away. I'm grateful that it wasn't a back and forth in and out with the way my childhood went. I don't think I could have handled uh, my dad being back and forth. I just, and then to be honest, always think God protected me from his household. I don't think he wanted me to have double whammies of households of just a lot. And I think he protected me from that. I have no idea what else he protected me from um, by my dad not being in my life, but from listening to other people share their stories and with seeing with my own eyes how it is when parents, not just dads, but I know we're speaking on dads right now, are inconsistent, it does it it does more damage than good just from my experiences. Now I say that everything is separate because maybe in that child's life, they need the inconsistent parent. Like something is better than nothing. Everybody's not going to have the same reaction that I did. Like, I feel like I was blessed and better off for it. I've heard other people say the same thing because it's not like I'm waiting around on you to come and you may not show up or you're in my life for a couple of years and then you dip out kind of thing. Like it's either one way or the other. So you kind of learn how to live your life one way or the other. I learned to live my life without my dad, even though my dad was in my life up until the age of seven, but seven is completion in the Bible and eight is a new beginning. So when I started my eighth year of my life, it was a new beginning for me because my biological dad was no longer around. I don't, I want to be sensitive to the subject and I don't want to put 100% my perspective back off on, you know, you and like maybe my blind spot, my blind spots that I have in areas in my life. I don't want to project that back onto you. I would just say pray about it if you believe in God and um, think about what's best for your child. If there is harm, um, if it's a dangerous situation, things of that nature, you definitely might want to look into keeping them, um, keeping him away if there is abuse and things of like that happening. But if they're just inconsistent, but they're not the worst, and I know that that sounds so bad because it will still give them problems, even if they're like half decent parents, but they're still not fully up to par you get problems from the best parents so let alone a parent who's in and out of course you're gonna have problems um I don't know because to be honest if you're the other parent you don't want to be blamed for you didn't even give them a chance to grow you didn't even give them a chance to change or that should have been my decision I should have been able to cut the parent out when I wanted to it's see it's like a very sticky situation and I don't have a black and white answer to say this is the right way this is the wrong way because I don't think there is a black and white answer I think you have to do what's best for your family and I think you have to do what is best for the children for the children okay and if you've had conversations with the parent please try to have some more for the child's sake and if they're just toxic and there is no getting through to them um oh try the best of your ability to be as cordial as possible 
And then as long as the child is safe and happy, just go with it from that way. Because God is sitting in the supplication regardless. God sent in supplication for, for me not having my father. And thank God I learned about God truly being my father, like my Abba, because I needed that. I didn't have, I never had a great father. So if I didn't learn about God being my dad, I can imagine, you know, how I would even view a whole lot of things. But see, I have the irony of my dad, when he was in my life, he wasn't abusive to me. He didn't mistreat me. Like he was a good dad. (laughs) He just was a good dad that went away. And I don't think he was perfect in his co-parenting relationship with my mom. Um, Not by any means, but I didn't even see them like physically fighting or just like cursing each other out. And I'm not saying that like they probably didn't, you know, have arguments or disagreements or whatever. But I don't know. It just I didn't see it or I'm too young to remember or there are other events that just prioritize in my brain over that. Um, Honestly, my dad was good to me. (laughs) my dad was good to me. So that's the kind of irony. I went from having a dad that was good to me to just choosing to not be there for me a hundred percent. But I feel like it's the biggest blessing because I don't think it would have been beneficial for me and the way that my life went to have an inconsistent father. I probably would have built up resentment. Like, why didn't you save me? Or how could you just let this happen? Or it probably would have been a situation where he probably would have tried to pull me to be with him full time. And then I would have been resentful of that. Because how are you going to take me away from my mom or attempt to? Like, I just, I thank God for never, for me never having to deal with those kind of situations. Like, everything was kind of set in stone. It was written. And then I, if I had feelings or emotions, I could just deal with it then. Um, But luckily, like, I've always felt peace about it. And again, like, my dad was good. Like, the worst thing was... I just went from having a good dad to no dad. <laughs> like that's what happened. So I I don't think I helped a hundred percent besides try to talk, um, really evaluate, right, weigh the pros and cons in the situation. Make sure you put the child first. Is there safety and harm? Do you think this is gonna give more damage over the years? If you can afford therapy, um, put them in some therapy so they can figure out how to process their emotions. You go as well, not necessarily with your child because they deserve that respect and space too to be able to talk and not feel the pressure of a parent or a sibling. Like, what are you going to say? Like, blah, blah, blah. They should be able to be able to freely say what they want to say and get it out and heal. Um, But you also may want to talk to a professional and a therapist to be like, how should I handle this? How should I go about doing this? And, Like I always say, if you're a believer in God, start with prayer, start with prayer, ask for him to exhibit fruits of the spirit, ask for him to pray on that relationship, whether you like that parent or not, pray for that co-parenting relationship to get better. It's not only better for your literally physical and mental health and the other parents as well, but it's just better for the overall child. And then also just pray for God to give you wisdom on how to go about and handle the situation because it's just too sticky of a topic with too many different details and too many different variables from person to person to um, have a black and white answer. So I hope what I suggested can help, you know, start pointing you in the right direction. And all I have to say is good luck. And I Mickey is hoping and praying for the best. Okay. Next question. 
They said, I've been dating this guy for five years. He says he sees a future with me, but still hasn't proposed. Should I leave him? Um, I definitely would have a conversation first. See if y'all are even on the same page. Also, ask him why the delay? Maybe he didn't see healthy examples growing up and it scares him. That's possible. Um, it doesn't mean he doesn't love you. He just wants to be cautious. This is an assumption and proper conversations are definitely necessary, okay? That's literally, I'm not saying that's the reason, that's literally an assumption off my part, because again, I don't even know uh, everything that y'all have been through, but I would ask him if that's a thing. I would look back at his his past. I would look at his parents' relationships, um, grandparents, like some generational curses is not just the generation before us, like they run deep. So I examine stuff like that, or maybe he's had different, even if he had a healthy example, maybe he could have had a scarring relationship that changed the way he like looks at relationships, period. You, I don't know. We all go through our own traumas and things. I say this all the time. So we kind of have to take those into account. But like I said, have the conversations. You need brutally honest ones, which can be done with belittling not taking place. You don't have to be mean. You don't have to belittle him. Um, cause I know it's good. I'm sure it's going to be an emotionally charged conversation. So try not to speak from a place of pain when discussing it. Although that is definitely easier said than done because this is something that you really want. However, don't force him either. And I just want to stress this. Do not force him. Do not force him. Do not force him. Nothing is worse than pressure, uh, pressuring someone to choose you and I just believe, this is my opinion, that natural is always the best way. Always. Not even just romantic relationships, any kind of relationships in your life. Like, don't let people pressure you to making a relationship, like their version of it and not what it's naturally developing into. And you don't put pressure on somebody else, okay? Like, I think there's a conversation from saying, this is where I am. This is where you are. What's going on? Like, let's check in with each other. Are we growing in different directions? Are we, you know, somewhat still on the same page? Like, those conversations need to be had. But I also think if you're emotionally charged and you're listening to respond, not listening to understand and not really trying to listen and get clarity, or if you're taking the honest truth as personal and now you're like, I'm mad, I can't even process that this isn't even personally about me, but I've made it personally about me, you know, like all those things have to be taken into consideration. You could try moving out if y'all live together. He could be too comfortable. I've seen it work for two different types of couples, different race and stuff included. And they care, the men in those relationships care more about their women and didn't want to lose them. However, however, both women knew that they were taking a risk either way and they might not get the outcome that they were looking for. You move out, you you do a gamble like that, there is a possibility that he may not care and he may be like, oh my God, I've been dying for you to get out anyways. You just made this so much easier. There's a possibility. I just want you to know that. So please do that at your own risk. I said I saw a word for two couples, but I'm pretty sure there are plenty of people who have tried and it didn't work. So really use wisdom when making these decisions okay and finally it's a possibility that he's just not that into you sucks but it really is some men take longer but from what I've seen and I've heard if he wanted to he would let me say that again if he wanted to 
he would. And if he's not doing real self work, if he's not scared for valid reasons, if he's just leading you on, unfortunately, you're probably just a placeholder, which sucks. And even with those reasons, communication should still be had and reassurance should still be there. So you don't have to overthink it or not feel loved. And if you have those moments, you should be able to have a partner, especially if you're trying to get him to propose anyways, you should have a partner that you can go to and be like, hey, I'm overthinking this. Like, let's check in. Let's talk about it. Or I feel like we're not on the same page anymore. I know you told me this in this season. I need reassurance right now. Or I just need to be realigned. Like, what's going on? What are we doing? You need to have those conversations. Absolutely have those conversations. And you should have a partner that you can have those conversations with. You know? Especially if y'all are about to get married. That's just me, though. So I hope this helped. And remember, I'm not a therapist or professional. So please take this advice at your own risk. All right, guys. I hope you I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Learn something new. Um, make sure you go support Tara B. And I can't wait to see what we talk about next time. All right, guys. Bye.